Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. It's the one and only V, the Gorilla Economist, coming to you live on this edition of Rogue News in the morning with my main man, El Cuco, who's back. Yay! Yay, El Cuco! I'm back. I'm back. And the crowd screaming his name. Go, 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 go. <laughs> so yesterday I had an interview with Matthew Aaron, and the audio wasn't working, right? Like, he could hear me, but I can't hear him. You know what the problem was, CJ? Well, he was I, muted. I, I, no, he no wasn't way. muted, and I wasn't muted. I discovered the problem was the volume on my headphones were basically shut off. It was off. I forgot to turn it back on. <laughs> basically, my headphones were not plugged in. <laughs> oh, dear Lord. Dear Lord. Yeah, see, so regardless if I was around V, I would not have been able to help you with no, that situation. No, no, no. You, you, you always have like the rundown checklist of what goes wrong. You like the co- you like the co-pilot in the seat. You know, you're doing a systems check, right? Like, hey, is your audio on? Hey, is your mic plugged in? Hey, is your uh, volume levels up? And I would, you would, I would, you, you going down the checklist, I would eventually would have caught it and realized what the hell I was doing. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm asking questions. So he's talking, and I'm communicating through him through Telegram, and <laughs> but we made it work somehow, bro. We made nice. It work. Nice. Jesus. Oh my God. Unreal. Anyway, folks, we're back. Roguenews.com. Check us out. Roguenews.com. That is the central point. Uh, I think I'm going to be posting a, a nice in depth video today. There's a lot of developments that have occurred. Uh, I'm going to put that exclusively on Roguenews.com today. Uh, we're going to be talking about the latest developments, uh, especially out of Russia. It's been incredible, man. I mean, holy crap, CJ. Uh, we're going to talk about the new Checkmate um, fighter, yeah. Sukhoi. 75 i'm gonna be talking about that i'm gonna be talking about the the new testing that they did of the zircon okay the zircon missile which is capable of mach 10 they fired it from a frigate in the black sea hit a hit a target like damn near 300 miles away hit it with pinpoint precision in, in like under three minutes it was ridiculous ridiculous and it's just, it had a sustained speed of mach 7 there's Whoa. literally nothing Whoa. nothing and dude that thing is capable of mach 10 that's not even talking about the kinzel the Kinzel has a capability of Mach 20. Okay, I mean, <laughs> dude, Mach 7 is 5,400 miles per hour. Okay, so if you're a target 300 miles away and a Russian frigate uh, shoots a, 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 uh, a Zircon hypersonic missile at you, 
You got three minutes to get away. You can't go nowhere far enough in three minutes, man. It's a game changer. There, mm. And there is nothing in the Western arsenal that is capable of defending that. And that could that thing is capable of being carried by a wide variety of platforms. Uh, it's incredible. It's absolutely game incredible. Game changer. Game changer. The S500 is fully served. I mean, they're, they're testing that out. They're showing you off the S500. All the while, they're developing the S600 and the S700. Dude, the, the, the technology that they're rolling out is years, generations advanced in comparison to the, to the West. And, of course, the Su-75, the, the checkmate, the mm. fighter that mm. literally will kick the living daylights out of an F-35 in any Western aircraft. There's no doubt about it. Thrust vectoring, low radar observability. Oh, my God. I'm like Joe, I'm like Joe Budden. Observability. <laughs> I gotta slow myself down, right? Let my mouth catch up to my brain. And then on top of that, you have the ASAR radar systems that are on there, the infrared search and track that could track um, an aircraft, e- including stealth aircraft, for um, almost a little over 40 miles out uh, while the, uh, the checkmates radar is completely off. It's fully integrated, fully networked, and the Russians have been working on networked um, uh, and networked military systems since the late 60s, early 70s, okay? I mean, the, it's incredible when you when you look at it. And also swarm technology. They were the pioneers in missile swarming technology. If people remember during the Cold War, the old uh, TU-22 backfire bombers, as they were fly, they're flying with the kitchen, uh, the, the, the KM-22 kitchen uh, missiles, anti-ship, anti-carrier killing missile, that was designed to swarm an aircraft carrier battle fleet. And um, if one missile was taken out, another one would lead uh, the pack and it was be a, and they would act as a swarm. It, that, that, that was pioneered by the Russians back in 1972-73. So incredible, incredible technology. Lots happening there. But um, let's, let's talk about the most important news of the day. Jeff Bezos went to uh, near-Earth orbit. Let's, let's bring that up, CJ. This is incredible. <laughs> this is art imitating life, CJ. I want to start off with that. All right, here we go. It's beautiful. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> you know, this 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 he went this up on guy. a big dildo. <laughs> he, he went up on a space dildo, bro. <laughs> oh my god, look at that thing. Wow. Oh my god, it's art imitating life, CJ. It truly is. I mean, look 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 at Jeff Bezos penis-shaped rocket launches Dr. Evil comparisons. And this is what people are tear, you know, tearing him a new one. You got this guy. Like he's he's after his flight, you know, um, he was he was done, you know, he was completed with his uh, his little space flight. He came back down and he's just like uh, thanking the people. Oh, thank all the employees of Amazon and all the customers. You made this happen. Hmm. What Jeffy boy should be doing, he should be on his knees licking the boots of exceptional stand, because if it wasn't for exceptional stand and it's incessant money printing, if it wasn't for GSA giving Jeff Jeffy Bezos a loan of $15 million in order to start, in order to start Amazon, Jeffy would have never been here, okay? And Amazon for the last 15 years has been a company that made no profits until as of late, it started to make some little bit of profits with its AWS mobile cloud computing web that it's, you know, basically dishes out to not only just, you know, uh, uh, enterprise uh, clients, but also to Mm. governments around the world. They they help with the spyware. Like we... Massive. I was breaking down the last two days with NSO, and NSO was run on Amazon cloud services, right? AWS. So there you go, right? This guy should be thanking the the money printing because look, let's be honest here. 
There is no way that any one of these American-based companies, Amazon, Apple, uh, uh, Netflix, um, any one of these companies, Google, might you know, are worth a trillion dollars. There's no, there's no freaking way. We all know that it is, it is through artificial stock manipulation that the market caps are come to, uh, you know, are, are are arrived at. Okay, these mar- these crazy wild tabulations of market caps are arrived at insane. Insane, nonsensical uh, mathematics. Okay, so this is what happens, folks. This is what this is what phony baloney money buys you for paper billionaires. But hey, he gets to ride in space. And meanwhile, some of you in certain states could be locked down. Maybe you're on level five. Maybe you're on level three. Maybe you're in a country like in the UK or maybe in Australia. Maybe you're in Melbourne and you're locked down in your in your house, in your apartment, in your condominium, and you can't go past two and a half kilometers once a week to go get nece- uh, necessary items because uh, two people came down with COVID cases. Not not hospitalizations, not deaths, but cases. And you can't leave your house. And you're, and you're sitting there while your job is at risk. It's probably gone. Maybe you're a business owner and you're watching your entire industry being swirling the toilet bowl, your entire business, your livelihood being destroyed. You're being threatened with homelessness because you know that whatever government stimulation that the Western governments have are running right now where they're covering everybody's rents, they're covering everybody's mortgage, and then you're watching Jeffy Bezos. Jeffy Bezos, little Jeffy, little bald-headed Jeffy, blasting off into space in his dildo rocket. That, 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 <laughs> dude, if I was a guy and I'm home in Melbourne, Australia, I'm somewhere in the UK, some sort of you know, batshit crazy Western country, you know, lockdown, Watching this nonsense, I'd be absolutely irate, dude. I'd be putting my head through a wall. This is what people are celebrating. This, 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 this guy who who achieved his wealth, CJ, because he had access to what? The printing press. Yep. Yeah. Okay. He had access to the printing press. That that is the predeterminant of wealth in America, folks. The predeterminant of wealth in America is is not what you know, it's who you know. And if that person that you know has access to the printing press, which is the government itself. That's who makes it, baby. It ain't about your ideas. It ain't, it ain't about anything else. It's it's about the, do you know somebody who has access to the printing press? Do you know somebody who works, you know, within the amalgam of corporate America and the United States government? Do you know somebody who works in this fascistic system, the corporatism that we see here? And if you do, you get lucky. And if you have a company, you build a company up from scratch, you spend tens of millions of dollars building it up, you spend millions of dollars in legal fees just to get it all regulated and whatnot, and you launch it out, then what happens? You you can't compete with these guys. Why then Scroogle or Fakebook or, 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 or Scrapple or, or Micro Microhard, right, or, mm-hmm. or, um, uh, or Blamazon, any one of these uh, companies will go ahead and try to buy you out. Why? They're about eliminating competition. Folks. You know, the, 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 the early Congress back in the days when America was a pure free market system, back in the days, the time of the, uh, the, the, the industrial magnates, right, the, the Carnegies, the, the Rockefellers, right, the, the, these guys, right, um, the, the Vanderbilts and all these other mavens of industry, captains of industry, right, they were worried about monopolies then, and it was a pure system. Right, it was a pure system, where eventually what would have happened at some point, 
a Rockefeller or Standard Oil left on its own would have been overtaken by more innovation because the way the market works, the larger the company gets, the less innovative it becomes, and it, cumble, it crumbles and dies. It, it, it you know dies into itself. It's some sort of a weird form of corporate thermodynamics, right? But now here we have it, right? Everybody's locked in. Everybody's reg uh, regulated. We're all regulated. Regulated against what? Regulated against who? Reg yeah. Yeah. You the, see what I'm saying? Yeah, it, it's absolutely. The regulation, the financing, the ability to escape any type of of legislation where normally there'd be crackdown in terms of any type of antitrust. And it, it is. It's very alarming to take a look at the, the the power of Amazon, not only its ties to the military industrial complex, but also just from a consumer base in terms of the amount of data that they're collecting with their 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 infrastructure. I'm not sure what led to it, but I know a couple of weeks ago that I can't remember if it was the DOJ or some other type of uh, whatever government entity. They actually canceled the Microsoft uh, cloud-based uh, networking that had a uh, contract that was ready to go, and and I'm sure that has something to do with you know directly going to to Amazon instead and just you know continuing that. So it, it, it is alarming, and and for so many different perspectives, and and now that they have the ability to really uh, maintain control and and power. Uh, through through the legislative part of it, through the funding, through the consolidation that's occurred, not only to manage the financial aspect of it, but just just more of the the the, con the consumer base. I mean, they're they're literally you know just destroying. You know, v ten years ago we talked about how Amazon or I'm sorry Walmart uh, was going into these small communities uh, and you know larger cities that had a lot of smaller communities with smaller business and they were they were forcing them to close. Well, we're kind of it's kind of the same thing is happening with Amazon except for it's it's an overdrive right now. Uh, you know, they launched their pharmacy uh, services uh, less than two months ago. And so that will take an, an impact on, you know, some of the, the the larger. But, you know, that's that's the system that we must disrupt. We, we, we must continue to find ways to disrupt those types of systems, get more people in tune to the ideas of of, of buying from your, your local farmer or, uh, you know, venturing out to the to, to the local markets to support that. That's the only way that we 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 fight back against that. Um, but it's difficult to do. I get it. I get it that it's convenient. I get it that the the prices are usually a lot a lot lower. Uh, but it, it's also very alarming to see the 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 controlled and the power consolidation between the corporations and the government. V. Absolutely correct. I mean, yeah, hey, real, real quick. Also, yeah. um, just want to let all our listeners know. I know I saw some text streams coming across. Gus is traveling. Yes, uh, I just got finished with with work and business travel and everything else like that. Uh, but just want to welcome everyone that's in the chat room. Appreciate all the support. And then also the, all the people that recently I think there was like close to probably 40 or 50 people that recently joined our discord channel. All the emails have went out to everyone i i apologize i was behind on it i stayed awake till like two or three in the morning getting caught up on on emails so everyone uh if you didn't get the link you you should have i don't think i have any new ones but if for some reason you missed the 48 hour window to connect to our discord group just resend me an email just just keep in mind when you get that link it's it expires in 48 hours but i do want to welcome everyone uh to the discord uh group um, and appreciate Velis's effort to continue promoting that and and enjoying the conversations in our, in our Discord server. V. Absolutely, and uh, Gustavo is in South Dakota on some conference, and so uh, yeah, so he's uh, MIA this week, but he will be back next week. The most prolific man, the most prolific social commentator 
of our time, Gus Demas, will return on Wednesdays for Cuss with Gus. And again, folks, there's a lot of, you know, it's funny when we put up a Cuss, uh, a Cuss with Gus uh, show, CJ, I read the comments, who oh, cut back on the cursing? I'm like, dude, did you miss <laughs> the what t- the title is called, you, you, you nitwit? Jesus. <laughs> Unreal. I see, I see that as well. Like, can you cut back on on the cursing a little bit? No. You know? <laughs> that's part well, of the show. <laughs> that That's part of the show, but uh, keeping up with, you know, some of the things that, that you know, Velas talks about on, on Fridays. And I can't remember, I think, did he... He may have scratched tomorrow's show. I think he's traveling or something, but we, we'll, we'll confirm that with him and uh, let, of our, let all our listeners know. But I, I do like the fact that during uh, BS for Bells, he does like to share uh, some things in terms of, of, of wins. And I just want to share this because I think this is very significant in part as it relates to my community. Yeah. So, uh, so Carmel Clay Schools, which by far is basically like a small uh, college campus in itself, and this just came out yesterday, has announced that they will not that they will not require face coverings for the 2021 to 22 school year for anyone whether unvaccinated or vaccinated so this is the type of whenever we talk about getting involved at the local level you know trying to make a difference within your community uh, i i'm you know connected to several people you know one person in general who's just really kind of pushed this conversation you know not only to to the school board but also just to the community to say hey let's Let's think through this. Let's 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 are we are we really evaluating things based upon common sense, based upon what's best, you know, for our community. So again, you know, you know, I'll I'll push this article out to those and and share it with your your school boards because we know around the United States there's probably several school corporations who are deciding this thing right now as we speak whether to mask or unmask our kids. And if you homeschool, great, uh, you know, you know, hats off to you. Uh, but I think this is a win that I wanted to share, V, as it, as it relates to to uh, you know my 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 kids' school community. But, so but CJ, Joe, Joe Biden, man, the, the greatest, most popular president in American history, where eighty six million plus people voted for this guy. I mean, his town halls are just mobbed with people. Every time he goes to a stadium, there are lines going out the block. He goes on YouTube for a live stream. There are literally millions of people watching him live. Well, yesterday, CJ, he was on live with Don Lemonhead, and they had a CNN uh, town hall. Did you see that? I, I did, and I saw pictures from the audience, and it looked like there was maybe like 20 people there, 25 people. Yeah, it, 25 paid actors were forced to sit down and listen to this blithering idiot, this cardboard cutout. And I laugh when I see him because he is... Oh, it's just so beautiful. The poetic justice is incredible. God does truly have a sense of humor. Anyway, this cardboard cutout of a man, this this crash test dummy, okay, in the White House. This crash test dummy was up there. Um, oh, I just have this image of of Biden in a in a in, in a you know in like one of those car uh, testing facilities where they have a dummy wired up and then in, and it impacts a wall at high speed. But instead of a dummy, I actually. Just had this image of Biden being slammed into a wall while being inside a car. See, I'm getting some feedback. I don't know if that's you. I cut it. I I thought it was muted, but obviously it's not. So go ahead. (laughs) All right. So anyway, he was out there on this town hall with Don Lemonhead, and he was asking Lemon, "Hey man, uh, everybody, he's answering a question from the audience. Hey, yeah, twelve-year-old and under. If you, everybody under the age of twelve need to wear a mask all the time, all the time. And this is against the W Health, you know, World Health Organization guidelines, which says children should not be masked 
We do not know what this is doing to their psychological and social development. Kids should not be masked. This is from the World World Health Organization. But that doesn't stop the cardboard cutout in chief, the crash test dummy in the White House. Mm. And, of course, we have here Rand Paul gutting Fauci like a fish. Go ahead, Siege. Play that. Yeah, it was it was pretty incredible to watch. So here we go. I want to go to the heart of this. You read gain of function, what the NIH definition definition is, and you know you take an animal virus, you increase transmissibility to humans, and that's gain of function. He denied that's gain of function. But that's what his own NIH defines as gain of function. Help me out with that. I think the reasoning behind him being so resistant, so livid, and so full of ad hominem is he realizes that once the public realizes that the NIH under his leadership funded the Wuhan lab, that is beyond question they did. The NIH funded the lab. But once the public figures out that they were doing very, very dangerous research there, gain-of-function research, taking animal viruses and making them more transmissible into humans. Once everybody puts this together, he realizes where the blame's going to attach. He has at least tangential responsibility. If this came from the lab that he was funding, my goodness, can you imagine the moral culpability that the man has? But you also have to place this in context. Since 2012, he has said repeatedly that yes, an accident can happen, but the research is worth it. Even if an accident were to cause a worldwide pandemic, the research is worth it. That judgment call is something that most Americans or people who have family members of the 4 million people who died would say, you know what? Maybe that research isn't working if if this contagion actually came out of a lab where they're doing this research. They also do this research in the United States. They do it in Galveston and in North Carolina. So this is a big debate, not just over blame, but over whether or not this could happen again in the United States. You, you have had a chance, as I have, to read the emails that were released from Dr. Fauci. He was told as early as Okay, January we're pretty aware of that. Let's see if we can forward to the actual... I don't think they're going to show the conversation. Saying, no, they're not going to show it. But, um, yeah, but no, we can end it there. I mean, he, he, yeah, he went uh, directly after uh, Fauci, who, again, tried to... Uh, basically twist the words, right? He tried to, you know, change the words into different meanings, what they define. And, and you know, Rand Paul stood his gun, stood, stood there, said, hey, you know what? That's not true. Let me, you don't let me... understand what you're saying, Senator Paul. <laughs> what I said was uh, gain of function is something that uh, we define it as differently for us as opposed to you. This is the kind of bullshit this, this, low, this lowbrow moron tries to tell people, right? The color red is different for you as opposed to me. No, you idiot, it's red. You know, red is red, okay? The water wet to me is different than water wet to you. You know, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I went over this uh, this uh, map on Monday, but go ahead, Siege. You, you want to talk about it? Go ahead. Well, I, you know, and again, I think this, you know, directly ties to the attempts that are, are, are going to be made to try to spin this, right? Like, Right now, they can't afford any type of, of narrative in, in regards to what we're witnessing uh, economically, uh, geopolitically, to be tied directly to the failure of central government, right? They have to continue to find ways to shift blame. And in part, that's why they plan to use uh, COVID for, the ne- for this decade, 
in in order to push this agenda that hey, look, you know what? This this wasn't our doing. This wasn't our fault that that you know China's gained massive in terms of markets, and and at the same time, the United States continues to be uh, isolated from the from the rest of the world. They they can't afford for uh, people who are still programmed into the, the 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 regular televisions and getting their information from there to understand that if you really break it down and you take a look at whether it's the again the economic aspect of it, uh, the political aspect of it, that the ones who created these policies are the are the ones who should be blamed for the 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 failure of where we currently are. You know they exported our manufacturing uh, for the sake of of profit, for the sake of greed, and now they're kind of attempting to do the same thing. In regards to the way that they're managing, uh, you know, COVID, it's it's the, the you know the, the the writings on the wall in terms of of understanding that. But uh, V, I will also just you know briefly, and and I had the opportunity to listen to this uh, uh, recently to the entire uh, podcast, and I just I just want to give kudos be, be, to before you go into that uh, uh, yep. Abby Martin thing. Uh, I want to respond to uh, uh, within the live chat, Crypto King Silver Sailor. Yes, I would love to have Richard Hart on the show. I would love to have Richard Hart on the show. If you can make that happen, bro, email me and email CJ, CJ at roguenews.com and then V at roguenews.com. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'd love to do that. And yeah, we're, re- I'm interested in the, in the hex project. What, you know, Richard, Richard's a real damn philanthropist. He's been doing some incredible work. So yeah, I would love to have this guy on, pick his brain, maybe have him on for like an hour, maybe two hours, whatever he wants to do. So if you want to make that intro for us, we'll be more than happy to do it, bro. Thanks, uh, Crypto King. I just really want to just applaud her work because we know, uh, you know, again, as I've stated numerous times that I don't agree with everything that Joe Rogan says. I'm, I'm, you know, I've I've expressed that, hey, look, there's some things that I think he's disconnected on. uh, But at the same time, he has a platform that is so large in terms of its its reach. And it is in some ways being disruptive uh, to the current uh, legacy media. And one of the things that, you know, Abby did, which I, you know, I completely applaud her work is really push back against some of the paradigms that, that Joe Rogan has. And, and that is in regards to military uh, support, you know, support in terms of uh, American exceptional stand in terms of the way that we vision our military. And, and then also just understanding in regards to the, the, the multinational world that we're evolving to and in part with, you know, China and Russia. So I just want to play like I encourage everyone to go go listen to it. She uh, a couple of interesting things that she says. I'd love to get Abby on and just you know have a conversation with her because like again I think the work she's doing is just you know very impactful and I and I really applaud her to you know to really push back against Joe in terms of some of his ideologies and he and his beliefs. So here we go. I mean, it's mad. It's lunacy. It's madness and it's lunacy. And I get a lot of people are patriotic and I, I get that a lot of, you know, we fetishize the military. We worship the military. We're born and bred to think that this is necessary to have a global empire. But I want to make people shift their consciousness and say it doesn't have to be this way. I think what people are worried about, the people that are pro-military in particular, is they're worried about some nefarious government, like whether it's China or Russia or whoever that builds up a global military that rivals the U.S., that surpasses it, and they become the dominant world power. The dominant world power, not just economically, which you could argue China has already done, but militarily. That's I, I hear that a lot. That. Yeah, no, I hear that a lot. If the U.S. wasn't on top, someone else would be. And there's no actual 
basis to that because what other country would be mad enough to do what we've done? It's well, totally about, counterintuitive. But what, what China does is very different than we do, right? The, the, yeah, the way they treat course. their citizens is very differently. The way they treat dissent is very differently. Like look at what's going on in Hong Kong now. They're arresting journalists. They're imprisoning people for writing blogs and, and making posts. It's a, it's a different approach to the way they, they handle people. It's, ours is not perfect, but it is better. But China. you would agree we're that very freedom terrified. is not protected by what we're doing around the world. You no, know what I mean? But we're terrified that if we don't keep up, like this is, I mean, I'm not making excuses for anybody, but this is like uh, if you're going to play devil's advocate, mm -hmm. you say, okay, we have to do horrible things because the world's a horrible place. This is what devil's advocate would mm -hmm. be, right? We, we have to make sure that we keep our strong military despite all the dangers it presents because if we don't, and if we let China take over the world, we're going to be uh, treated right the there, way Chinese citizens are treated. Okay. Go for it. This is where I need to have a uh, – I, I would love to have a conversation with Joe and somebody who so – the problem – I love Joe. He's great. He doesn't have anybody that has any sort of geopolitical chops on his show to really explain the whole entire world, right, and how it really works. Abby Martin makes a strong point there. She's like, who's dumb enough to do what we did, basically? And I'm paraphrasing here. Folks, the, the countries, our chief rivals, if you look at our chief economic or systemic rivals, right, there are two systems that are at play here that are at war in the world. And in this particular chart, go back to that map, Siege, the map you had up, mm. the chart. Mm. Give me one second to get back to my email. Huh? Okay. I said, give me one moment to get right back to my email. Go ahead. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So um, there are two systems at war here, two systems at play. And, and when you look at it, let's say this map like this, the myopic, binary thinking point of view would look at this and say, America, China, America, China, America, China. No, 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 no. You got it all wrong. When you look at this map and when I look at this map, I don't see America versus China. I see blue unipolar world dominated by Western banksters, dominated by parasitic banksters who've been robbing you and raping you blind, destroying your children's future, throwing your future, your progeny under the bus in the meat grinder of empire expansion. And then on below, all that beautiful red. That's the multipolar world. That's not China forcing its will on people. China hasn't done that. They haven't forced their will on anybody. Folks, I'll tell you right now, look at the deals they're cutting in Africa. They forgave African debt 86 times. Three times they did a credit default swap on it. One time they did a complete forgiveness on the debt. This is a far cry from the International Monkey Fund and the World Banksters and the World Bank, right? And the International I and the IMF. Completely different, right? This is completely different from what the West has been doing. All right? This is what you need to see. Nobody, the Russians and the Chinese, they are regional powers, they are interested in commerce. They're interested in way. Hey, you know what? There's so much money to be made. Who doesn't? Who doesn't like making money? Who doesn't like having wealth? Who doesn't like having the money to buy nice things? Who doesn't like those things? Right? This is fun. 
So what they've been doing is following the 1776 model enshrined by our founding fathers here in the United States, which seeks trade with all nations but alliances with none. Even the Russian-Chinese alliance, and it's a strong, strong, strong alliance, is not on military terms, but it is something that is on the terms of what? Economics. Notice we as morons and idiots, because we're run by morons and idiots, right? We are national morons and idiots. We seek what? Treaties and alliances with everybody that fits our narrative. And even with the close cooperation that the Russians and Chinese have, which is even more synergistic, more symbiotic than what the British and the Americans have, is more synergistic, more symbiotic than what the, uh, than what the Israelis and the Americans have, more synergistic and more symbiotic than what the Americans have with the Canadians or the Australians or the New Zealanders, any one of the five eyes, five eyes four eyes, no eyes morons. And yet with all the symbiosis, with all the synergy, they don't call it a military alliance. It's an economic, mutually beneficial arrangement. And an economic, mutually beneficial arrangement where each country has a strength and weakness. China's military will never equal the power, the, the technological aptitude, or the fighting prowess of Russia's. It's never going to happen. It's just not going to happen. They're not. They're systemically not set up that way. People don't understand that. Russia will never have the banking financial aptitude that China does. How do I know that? Well, when I'm on, when I'm in talks with my guys in Moscow, oh my God, V is a Russian shell. Oh my God, he has people in Moscow. Yes, when I talk to guys who are former Duma, former guys who you know who worked in Russian industry and whatnot. I ask them, what's the biggest need in Russia? Their answer is, hey, V, why don't you come over here? We'll open up a, a, a hedge fund or an investment bank. That's the number one answer. Well, there's a dearth of investment bank. So never Russia's economy will never be the type of economy that is China's. China's military will never be the type of military that is Russia's. They're mutually beneficially, they work together, right? They, they play to their strong points. They play to their strong points. Secondly, the Russians have a beautiful way of diplomacy. They're very damn good at it. Now, you compare all of this stuff to the basket case that is America. You compare that to the basket case that is the West. And again, this is the whole Thylucides trap that's being taught in think tanks all over the Western Hemisphere, all over the West, right? The Thylucides trap, which is basically the theory, and this is the whole Athens-Sparta theory, theory. This is called the, 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 the Thylucides trap. I'm not going to get into it. You can Google it yourself, right? But it's that the, the, the rising power and the descending power, they get into a conflict. Says who? Says who? It's never happened. It's never happened. You see, prior to World War II, who, who was the dominant power prior to World War II in the world? Prior to World War II, that'd probably, you know, be the, 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 the United States to a certain extent, but not until we started exporting everything. No, 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 no. Before World War II, we, the United States wasn't even a superpower then, right? Before World War II, who was the main superpower on the planet? It was the British. 
right? It was the British. The sun never sat in the British Empire, right? The, the gotcha. British pound, the British pound sterling was the world reserve currency, right? And then the Brits had their Suez moment, and there goes their empire, right? Like we had a Damascus moment, except we were not on the road to we were on the road to Damascus, and we got blown out of the sky by the Russians, okay? And they were told to go pound sand. But when when the British Empire was was descending. And the American Empire was ascending. Did we did we get into a war with the British between 1920 and 1947? Did we get into a war with the Brits? Do we have a shooting war? No. So this whole Thylucides trap, and I give you example after example after example after example. This whole Thylucides trap does not. It didn't. It, it, it didn't apply then, and it certainly does not apply now. Okay, in the modern world, with the complexities and power structures that we have today, it doesn't apply. But yet the West has swallowed the pill that, you know, if we don't do it, as fucked up as we are, if we don't do it, somebody else will. And what is this we? Oh, we won, right? It's like the, the when we say we, what is this we? You think the United States military represents you? I want these young guys coming off from war. Thank you for my freedom. I'm like, dude, you just expanded the corporate profits of a handful of defense contracting companies, right? You didn't do jack shit for my freedom. I've lost more freedom thanks to you guys since 2001. But nobody, but if we don't do it, who's we? Hmm. It's like the same morons who, who, who you know, they watch the, oh, the New York Giants. Oh, my God, we won a Super Bowl, man. We won a Super Bowl. We, 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 we. Did you go out? CJ, who's your favorite sport team? I don't really have. I'm, I'm a UFC fan, but I I don't really. Ha- I guess the Colts. I guess the Colts okay. are you know right. my so, local state. You know. So when the Colts won uh, a, the Super Bowl several several years ago, right? Did you run out to your mailbox and and and, and check if you got your check in the mail from the Colts saying <laughs> we won? I did not. No. And because the Giants, when they won the Super Bowl in 2007, it was great. And when you had Eli Manning, we had you know we had an amazing. Team we had Brandon Smith. We had, uh, I mean, just an, uh, you know, a classical bird. I mean, we just had an amazing team back then, right? And uh, you know, to this day, CJ, every day I run out and I check my mailbox to see if I won my New York Giants Super Bowl winning prize. I, I have still haven't gotten in the mail, bro. So what is this we nonsense? We won. Stop it. Let's have an adult conversation. The military has done jack shit for you. I will repeat again. The military has done jack shit for your personal freedoms since 1945. They have done jack shit for your personal freedoms since 1945. And I would even argue even longer before that. So stop this. If we don't do it, somebody else will. It's utter and complete nonsense. No, well said, well said. And and, and again, I think that goes back to the the, the conditioning that's involved with it. Uh, v everything from the way that the uh, military ties in and they, you know, they're for the longest right. time. They hit, hate hit, the NFL. OK, here yeah, hold on. OK, here, here's a common myth. Right. Here's uh, we got Ham Solo over here. Ham, uh, you, you're, you're way behind on your info, bro. You got to play catch up. China and CCP is run by Western bankers. No, they're not. I know about the whole. There's a difference between Mao's China and the reforms that were done by Deng Xiaoping to what we have today as a meritocracy. Is it perfect? No. 
Would I myself personally live there? Probably not. But is it Mao's China? No. Okay, I'm not going to get into it on this show. That's a, that's a wide deepening topic. Uh, go check out Matthew Eretz's website. Matt's you know been on the show several times. Go check out his website. He's done extensive, hardcore research into it with thousands of footnotes and research papers that you need to go and read rather than some alt media shithead who's never done a day of real work in his entire life. So anyway, go ahead and play this, bro. All right. ...in China. Like if the Communist Party somehow or another gets a foothold in America and conquers it. Like people say that's impossible. That's impossible. That's history. Like history is filled with empires taking over the other countries. The idea that it could never happen to America. Like every fucking empire has always thought that it could never happen to them. I'm sure Rome, they were running around, you know, drinking wine, partying forever. Thing we got this. Same thing with ancient Greece. Same thing with uh, the European or the, the UK. Like the way England was running the world back in the day, you would have thought that England was going to be the superpower forever. We have a legitimate concern on our hands globally about some governments. And I think they have a legitimate concern about us. But we want to think this is, again, this is rose-colored glasses. We want to think better us than anybody else. Which is a really sad way to accept this mass murdering earth destroying machine isn't it i mean to basically put this hypothetical scenario that's based on nothing today yes in the past empires were warring but the u.s has dominated the entire planet you can look at someone like china china has one military base in djibouti one we actually think that china is threatening us for putting ships in their own waters the south china sea i mean it's ridiculous the kind of news that comes out basically pretending that china is a threat militarily when literally it would just be like us having a ship in the gulf of mexico and china saying they're threatened by that it's very disturbing um if you're looking at china trying to be a counterweight to you know global capitalism yeah that's definitely happening they're offering countermeasures to development in Africa and stuff like that. And you can argue about the benefits of that. But it's definitely not the same as what the U.S. is, you know, putting the barrel of a gun to someone's head and saying, do this or you're fucked and we'll sanction you to death, literally to death. You don't think China employs similar tactics? For, so, look, China, you can argue all day about totalitarianism, thought control, mass censorship, right? Those things are undeniable but what do we do here joe i mean i hate to be like you know bring it back to america but i i do think that you have talked extensively about big tech and the insidious nature of like censorship online i'm glad you pushed back i find that kind of similar in a really eerie way you know where corporations have just taken upon themselves to censor sanitize our reality curate what we what they want us to see working on behalf of government institutions like the Atlantic Council and stuff like that, these fact checkers that that censor what we see on social media and yeah. change the algorithm. Google, change the algorithm. We don't see news that I'm talking about when you just Google things anymore. That to me is just as creepy. I would rather be a Chinese citizen and know exactly how the censorship model works than have that actually herald the free first amendment as somehow working in this country if i want to know something now sorry you can stop it there we need to get abby more on 
Joe, Joe uh, it's interesting because she she countered everything that he said, and then he pivots away real quickly from what she said. He's like, "We need to talk about the the media instead of engaging that that point that she made. Is it you know is it is it better to understand the level of censorship that is is is? And I'm not agreeing with it, right? I'm not agreeing with it one bit. But for us here in the United States to continue this thing regarding you know free speech and and you know, freedom yeah, of press all and all these things. But at the same time, we're sitting there and we're the only ones that are persecuting, you know, Julian Assange. We're the only ones that are allowing these tech giants to continue deplatforming, censoring, trying to control the narrative. What's worse, V? And that's what I can't under- get, understand when people say we're, we're, we're much worse. Over we're here, much we, worse. Go ahead. We, we're SWAT teaming political dissidents here. Political dissidents are being SWAT teamed. You have the feds actively working, like, for instance, right now, so there, you know, there's an article out that one of the, uh, the FBI, you know, one of the 12 FBI agents involved in the kidnapping scheme of that uh, wench from Michigan. What's her freaking name? Wentworth? Uh, uh, Whitmer. Whitmer, Whitmer, right? Yeah. The, 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 the Gretchen Whitmer kidnapping plot, right? You know what the, one of those agents was caught, right? One of these, he was caught having a, a swingers party before he decided to show up and uh, get involved in this <laughs> kidnapping part. These are the morally degenerate assholes who are involved in your law enforcement, okay? We're much worse. So we're basically making up false flags on our own citizenry. People are being deplatformed, debanked. There are people who've lost bank accounts. They can't open up another bank account. They've been blackballed. They've been put on some banking blacklist. And now they're in all sorts of... What this does is catastrophically wreck an individual's life. There are people who've, who've uh, lost their livelihoods here with no course, with no recourse. There are people that put on no-fly lists here without any sort of alertness to them. And, hey, you've been put on a little flight. You know how this, you know, people, well, China's got a social credit system. Blah, blah, blah. Listen to me very, very carefully. I will break this down again. And everything you've heard about China's social credit system that's been parroted by any Western source is 100% BS. 100% BS. Let me explain this. Why I can explain this because... I have individuals who are Westerners, who are free market capitalists. They do business in the red China. The communist totalitarian China is is just like North Korea, CJ, but with nicer buildings. Yes. And you know what? I know something, CJ. If I give, if I, I could not pay these guys. Okay, my friends who are in china who are westerners some of them are Americans, some of them are europeans okay i could not pay these guys any amount of money and tell them hey you want to come back to the u.s <laughs> they would laugh at me and say hell no it's easier to do business here it's easier to live here i have a better quality of life if you knew how i was living you'd be here in two seconds that's the, that's what they're saying to me okay so listen how the social credit system works Let's just say your name is uh, uh, some dumb guy. Okay, you're some dumb guy. Okay, and you, as some dumb guy, decided to go and uh, take a loan, right? You decided to go and take a loan from whatever lender for X amount of money. Let's say a hundred thousand yen. Um, I'm sorry, not yen. Hundred thousand yuans. And uh, you defaulted, right? You defaulted. Let's say you defaulted on. You only paid fifty thousand uh, yuan, and you defaulted on the other fifty. Well, the the bank, the financial institution that you got that loan from will try to make arrangements with you in order for you to pay your bill, whether it's a payment plan, monthly payment plan, you pay X amount of money 
per month until you are fully reimbursed. Um, it, or if you, um, you know, you'll, you'll try to get into some sort of payment arrangement, whatever. They, they, they try to make a payment arrangement with you. If that doesn't work, they try collection proceedings. And the collection proceedings is, is very similar to what they do here in the United States. There's collection proceedings. If that doesn't work, then you are brought to court. And in court, they have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is your note. Okay? You signed it, and back in China, you still got to sign off on shit, right? Not like in the U.S. where, you know, you get a credit card for with a $50,000 line of credit. You didn't sign for jack shit. Then they take you to court, and there's a million one ways to beat it for now. But, well, I know how to beat it. But most Americans don't, and they're fucked, and their lives are ruined because their credit score sucks. And there's no recourse, right? In America, you fuck up your credit. You go into bankruptcy. You're fucked. You're done. Unless you know somebody that can fix you, you're fucked. You're, you're going to be in the same position you're always in. So here's how it works. So in China, the court says, okay, fine. You didn't pay this guy back. You're going to they're going to arrange, the court's going to make it away, just like in the United States, right? The court will say, hey, you know what? We're going to uh, uh, levy this. We're going to go after your bank account. We're going to go after something, blah, 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 and so on and so forth, okay? The, um, and so they do the same thing over there. And then your credit score gets hit. Well, you, you, so you have a lower credit score. But your social credit score improves, Okay. So if you make good on your uh, on yourself, you start you know try to pay back some of your debt. You do good deeds, help an old lady cross the street, uh, clean you know look up after your neighborhood, clean up after yourself, this that and the other. Your social credit score goes up, right? It goes up just by doing these good deeds. Okay, then eventually you get to pay off your debt and you get your 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 your, your privileges back. High speed rail is a privilege, right? For them, and that's again, this is this is culturally it's anathema to me because I'm not of that mindset, right? I'm more of a Western mindset, so it, you know it's it, it's incompatible to me. But this is culturally for them. In other words, the, the to, to basically you know uh, summarize what I'm trying to say is that if you are jacked up in China with your social credit score, there's ways to fix it. There's a way out. There's an escape. In America, there's no escape. There's no escape. See, somebody who fucks up there, like, for instance, right, in the U.S. age, do you realize if you pay back a debtor, you're going to think you're, oh, my God, good. You know, I owe the guy five grand. You know, I finally paid it off, and now my credit score is going to improve. No, it doesn't. Paying a debtor in the U.S. and not paying the debtor in the U.S. on your credit score is the same damn thing. makes no difference. It's still negative. And if you're, if you're current on all your payments for the next 10 years, your credit score goes up 10, like five points. So see, that's the point I want you to, that I want to make to a lot of people. If your credit score is fucked up here in the U.S., you are fucked. There's nothing you can do about it. At least in the Chinese system, which the Chinese public voted it in, because they have democracy on the bottom, meritocracy on the top. Okay, they voted that in. So that's their cultural thing. It works with their culture. It's their system. But look at how fucked up ours is. It makes no sense, Siege. Well, again, I, you know, understanding or taking any words out of context and, and you know, it's, I think it's more just kind of evaluating and, and I get, I get why people, you know, join the military and, you know, I have family members that have joined and, you know, I have, I have friends that have lost their sons in the military 
but the idea in terms of what we should be ashamed about and really question is the way that our government manages our, our military personnel. You know, we, we, we should be ashamed for the most part that when you take a look at the, uh, the veterans administrations, how many vets uh, end up either homeless or, or committing suicide. Uh, you know, it, you know, that to me is probably the largest, basically what you can take a look at in terms of the way that our government feels about our military. That that's the point that I'm arguing is that, you know, look, they're, they're, they're used for, for the, for the gain of, of government, for corporations. Uh, and for, for that reason, it's time to really, uh, assess that. And, and from, from, like, as Abby said, that like from a young age, we're conditioned to believe other things. We, you know, they make the movies, they, they, um, they get involved with the NFL and the, the military pays the NFL for all these things. They have the, the, the infomercials. Uh, but at the same time, when you take a look in terms of the greater force for good, in terms of what's happened the last several years, you know, where are we? Are, are, are we in a much better place because of, of the massive amount of expenditures that have, that have taken place? Uh, it's also cr crazy V to, uh, in part of the, the conversation that, th that she had with Joe is, you know, we're, go we're, we're ramping up this whole idea in regards to climate change, right? Everything that's, that occurred in Germany, you know, China, and, and they're, you know, they're wanting to green light all this infrastructure, all this spending that's, again, just going to, you know, pennies on the dollar will end up actually impacting anything. It'll all get confiscated and, and stolen. But if you take a look at in terms of like the largest polluters that are out there, look at look at the war torn areas that we've conquered and what we've done. Um, you know, so maybe that's a good place to start. Maybe maybe scale back all of our military bases and that type of thing. And that's a whole separate discussion. No, but we need nine hundred and thirty four military bases, CJ, in one hundred and forty some odd countries. We need that. But we're not an empire. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. It is crazy, V. It, it, it is crazy. But um, like I said, you know, there's uh, in, in terms of what's happening and, uh, and observing it. And, 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 you know, I'm not sure if you talked about the whole recent revelation in regards to, you know, continue spying in terms of what happened with the uh, the, the current uh, Mexican president. In fact, that, you know, they, they spied on him, his family members, you know, even even leading up to uh, the election. You know, Ed, Edward Snowden put out a series of tweets in regards to that. But, you know, we've we, we've known those things for right. for for several years. We've, so we've, you made an you made an interesting point. The current president, Obrador, right? Why was it's Obrador, right? The current president still? I think that sounds right, V. I you know, or, right. Or, 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 what's his name? Elmo, whatever they call him for short. Elmo, Elmo, <laughs> Elmo. <laughs> I'm Elmo. <laughs> yeah, Obrador. Okay, so the question is, why was the CIA and the NSA spying? After all, the white hats, CJ, the white hats, <laughs> the white hats are in control. The military is in control, right? So why were they spying on Obrador so hard and heavy when he was uh, when he was uh, when he became the new president of Mexico? Why was his family spied on? They wanted to know if this guy would do something to upset the narco trafficking trade that the U.S. black budgets and covert operations benefit greatly from. That is it. They wanted to know if this guy was going to upset because he's a populist and they don't like populists. They like globalists. And they wanted to make sure that this populist doesn't upset the apple cart, okay, of the narco trade 
that the U.S. is benefiting from. That's all it is, man. Well, yeah, that that and and you know another aspect is the fact that you know he they just did legalize uh, recreational use of of cannabis uh, nationwide. They also have a five or ten year plan to remove all uh, any types of uh, you know modified plants. Um, you know, getting removing those completely uh, from their country, get, getting those out because they understand the devastation that's occurred uh, with all those synthetic type uh, seeds and everything coming in. So that that's you know that's the future in terms of the battle lines is is uh, central and south america and and that's what they're going to continue to 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 push back against but you know i think in terms of of uh you know so that's one thing and then also let's not forget that he also uh brought over the uh russia um it's not actually the the current uh vaccine that they're offering here in the united states but it was uh, more the Russia developed. Um, I can't remember with the, the antibodies. The, yeah, the antibodies yeah, and completely different than what's offered here. He brought well, that to Mexico. Yeah, he, exactly. Because God forbid that he actually uses Sputnik V, which that's used in 80, 80 some odd countries, not a single blood clot anywhere, versus the wonders that we have here, like from uh, a company called Johnson & Johnson, who can't even make a proper baby powder without killing babies and causing cancer. Uh, versus Pfizer, who has a litany of lawsuits against them for all sorts of horrific side effects and death caused by the drugs. And then, of course, there's Moderna, CJ. A company in 15 years hasn't brought a single product to market in its entire inception, but all of a sudden gets a pass from Uncle Schmuck because Uncle Schmuck, the leader of Exceptional Stand, puts a rubber stamp on Moderna and says, go ahead, son, go ahead and make that, that mRNA gene therapy and call it a, a shot and give it out to everybody. Go ahead. It's good for you. Enjoy. Yep, you nailed it. So he's, you know, he's pushing back you know, quite a bit against the, uh, the world, or, world order and the, the transition period. So he, he probably does have a, a target um, you know, on him in terms of what they're attempted to do, no different than, than what we're witnessing in, in Cuba and Haiti, uh, all the other things that are, that are taking place right now, V. There have been several minted billionaires in the pharmaceutical industry ever since this whole entire COVID crap happened, right? The COVID vaccine market is a multi-billion dollar market. I think the last time I checked, it was like 10 to 12 billion globally. So you can imagine these guys are not only fighting for market share, which is all the U.S. cares about. They don't care about your health. They don't give a rat's ass if you die. It's about market share, baby. And if they can get the market share for their pharmaceutical, the, the, the three-headed hydra that they're pushing here, Pfizer, J&J, and Moderna, if the three-headed hydras get their bigger market share, that's a bigger market cap for their stocks. Bigger market caps means you could leverage X amount of those stocks on back end on their derivatives market and make 10, 140, you know, 100x, 200x on their returns. It's all about profits. It ain't about health. They don't give a rat's ass about you. Give me a break. Yeah, and most, that's the difference. Well, yeah, and and I'm not sure if you know if, if our listeners caught this or not, but you know, uh, Trudeau kind of let it out of the bag a little bit in terms of their uh, their plans for this, and this is a fact that they're going to be planning on um, the, the the booster shots for at least you know annually uh, to be administered for the next you know next five years. Let me play this real quick. While more and more Canadians are getting vaccinated right now, it's also important to plan it ahead for the future. We've reached an agreement with Pfizer for 35 million booster doses for next year and 30 million in the year after. 
This deal includes options to add 30 million doses in both 2022 and 2023, and an option for 60 million doses in 2024. Pfizer has been a solid partner for Canada in this fight against COVID-19. So is anyone asking why, you know, if, if, if the, the, the jab works and why do we need the boosters? Why? Why, why do we need to have this annually? Because you know? we we need to have it, man. It's it's it, this the, dude. This is going to be the next flu shot, bro. Every yeah. year, it, and that could have been the plan all along, the design. Yeah, just in terms of of the the revenue, we we know for the most part that the last several years, the confidence in regards to the annual, uh, you know, flu uh, vaccine was diminishing. You know, people were just completely, you know, getting away from it. So. So now with this, you know, listen, I'll just be straightforward. I think there's at least probably six people uh, that I know that have had the uh, the jab. And of all of all six, every one of them has had health related issues. Uh, three, three of them have ended up in the in the ER uh, with heart related issues. Uh, another one had a, a, a seizure. Um, I, 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 I can't name anyone V that, that didn't get the jab that's had, had COVID, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, that's just my personal, you know, information of what, what, you know, I'm witnessing and, and they're going to be, you know, real quick to continue to pushing this narrative that it's the, the unvaccinated that are ending, ending up in the hospital, the, the ones yeah. that are really driving all the the, the mm -hmm. COVID numbers. That's going to be their 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 plan. Yeah, they're going to try to create two classes. They're going to try to vilify those who are unpoked. And, um, you know, we have to do this in order to, you know, swirl the toilet bowl of Build Back Better. And so they have this the former drama instructor, the former drama instructor and part-time ski instructor, former drama teacher and part-time ski instructor, Justin Trudeau is telling the Canadians get ready for boosters. Isn't that wonderful, guys? Isn't that wonderful? And then we have you got, you got in the UK the haircut looking for a brain, Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, the haircut looking for a brain, telling his people the same thing. And then the Maricon Macron, okay, the Maricon Macron in France, telling people the same thing. Jeez, it's like they're reading off the same sheet of music, CJ. Mm. But there's imagine no conspiracy. That. Imagine there's that. No conspiracy. Imagine yeah. that. Unreal. Anyway, folks, we're at the end of the show. Uh, I'll be on at some point later today on roguenews.com. We'll be posting a video. It's going to be bombastic. I'm going to be running down some hardcore, hardcore stuff uh, with the geopolitical, geostrategic, uh, especially what's happening overseas. So that's going to be exclusively on roguenews.com. If you want the solo gorilla, go to roguenews.com. And, of course, the show will be posted there as well. Check back with us later today. And with that being said, El Cuco, take it away, my man.